0: Hey, and welcome to the Humanity Church Podcast. So excited that you're here. We hope that you enjoy this week's talk and it really connects to your life in a meaningful way. If you're live in the Pomona area, we would love to have you at one of our gatherings at 10 a.m. or at one of our humanity groups that meet all throughout the week all over the city. If you want more information about our community, you can go to www.humanitychurch.com or download our app on your phone on Apple or Android. If you like what you're hearing here and want to continue to support the ongoing work at Humanity, you can text the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977 and give back financially in just about 10 seconds. Hey, and here's this week's talk that was given live at our Sunday gathering at Humanity Church.
1: All right everybody. Um, Welcome to humanity. Those of you that don't feel welcomed yet, you are so welcomed. Um, I I just want to let you know that I just flew in from Tennessee yesterday. So if you hear some twang in there, if you hear some y'alls and yens and all that stuff, you just like, just roll with it because it still, it has to work its way out. Okay. Um, Can we go ahead and pray? You know, this is a church that actually believes that when you pray, God listens. Um, Those of you that are watching online, God doesn't just show up here. He shows up wherever he's invited. And sometimes even when he's not invited, he's still there, right? Thank you, Jesus. So let's just pray and get this started. Father, oh my God, I am so grateful to be here this morning, Father. And I know that you have a message Lord, not because I'm standing up here, but because you wanna talk to people so badly, Father, that this is your actual heart, is to touch us as your people, Father. So I would ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just carry every word that I speak, Father, that it would penetrate hearts, that it would impact lives, Father. I'm believing that you are a God of transformation that changes people from the inside out, Father. So I am trusting and believing that you are here, present now, moving and touching already, Father. In your precious name, Jesus, I'm so thankful for you. Amen, amen. 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 All right, so just let you in on where I am this morning. Do you want want to hear some backstage stuff? So this morning my grandkids on most Sunday mornings get dropped off at my house so that uh, Tim and Katie can get here early for the worship team. So, like they usually do on Sunday mornings, they drop them off. Now, I was up at six because I'm still on three hours ahead time. So, I was wide awake. I'm ready. I'm getting ready. I'm going to be on time. I'm so good. I have everything. I ironed my jacket. I had it hung up by the door so I wouldn't forget it. I've got Chloe and Blake ready with their little jackets. I even had time to brush Blake's hair, which is an ordeal if you ever try to do that. So, I was getting all that done and ready. I'm out in the car and then um, I'm driving and we usually go to McDonald's. So I go to McDonald's and I look at the line and it's not just around the building, it's out to the street, through the parking lot. And I'm like, nope, no McDonald's. Now the kids are crying. So I'm driving to church, Lauren... My other daughter-in-law is like my hero of the day. I'll go to McDonald's, I'll get food for them. So she's awesome in that she went to Starbucks and got food, the grandkids, so I'm like, I'm good. I'm still on time, gonna be here on time. I go to check the kids in, it's too early. People show up to take the kids for me. Thank you, Jesus. It's just like God is showing up all the way. I check in the kids and then I go, I forgot my jacket. I don't have my jacket. So I'm like, okay, that's all right, I'm cool. Uh, an angel, Anne, offers me her sweater. She goes, here, you can wear this. And I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. So I'm, I'm, I'm good, right? I'm, I'm locked in. I've got this message God has for me to share. So I get over here to church and I'm upstairs in the room and we're praying and I go to pull up all my notes on the mini iPad because I worked on my phone and I transferred it to the iPad and I can't find my notes. Now, at 12 o'clock last night, they were there. And I even enlarged the prints so I wouldn't be all squinty up here and everything. But this morning, they're gone. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to panic. It's all right, it's all good. God is with me, I know this message. Oh God, oh God, what am I going to do? My notes are gone. Okay, I can handle this, right? So. I'm back here behind stage and I'm like, all right, well God must have a purpose for this. I mean, I did the part that I thought I was supposed to do. I, I emailed it, I saved it in pages, I saved it in notes. I, I was like, I've got it, this covered. There's no way this could go wrong. And that little voice in the back of my head, you should have printed it out on paper. But I'm like, no, my kids tell me I can trust technology. I don't need paper anymore, right? So, it's all good, so I'm praying, I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, I'm, 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 I'm stepping out here, I'm gonna do what I need to do. People are praying for me, I'm like, yes, Jesus, just pour it into me, whatever you gotta do. And then, my son, Michael, grabs the iPad from me, I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. In the two minutes, okay, I've been upstairs for a half hour trying to find these notes, trying to make it work. In the two minutes, in the, during the offering, he goes, da-da-da, here, give me your phone. Okay, here you go, Mom and it was all there. Thank you, thank you, that was just this morning. Okay, but the fruit of the Spirit are, and I'm not gonna even pretend like I haven't memorized because nerves make the brain go blank, so. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So we're going through this process. Uh, Pastor Nate spoke to us uh, about the indwelling of Holy Spirit and that it's not that there's a bunch of fruits that's coming out of us, it is the fruit singularity. This is just all the attributes that have to do with when Christ indwells within you, when Holy Spirit is there, then this is what comes out of your life, right? Um, So I, I was doing this research, right? People use the word research when they go and ask questions. So I'm gonna, okay. I was doing research this past week and I was asking people if you could describe peace in a word picture to me, what would it look like? Now I have my own vision of what it looks like a babbling brook, a meadow, maybe some butterflies gotta have a fuzzy bunny in there, you know? It's and perfect sun, it's not hot, probably just like mid-morning where it's just beautiful, and to me, if you say peace, that's that's sort of where my head goes. Other people were saying a still lake, like there's nothing moving, and it's just not even a ripple on the water, you know? Just another person told me the ocean, just the waves coming in, and and, then to them, that spoke peace. So I probably talked about 10 or 12 different people, and there's something that I came to realize in all of these word pictures I was getting. There were no people in any of these pictures, (laughs) so I went, isn't that interesting? So as soon as the person walks into my meadow like, oh, got to ruin everything, right? Peace is gone. What's going on here? Even our kids, right parents? We want our kids so much, and I know we love them, right? We love our babies. But when they're sleeping, right, they're they're so peaceful, they're so quiet, right? So I wanted to talk today, I'm talking about peace. Um, There's so much to be said about peace. But I just want to set a precedent before we really jump into this, because I think sometimes there's so much uh, verbiage out there in the world that talks about um, being mindful, or mindfulness, or awareness of your mind. In other words, it's basically controlling your minds and your thoughts, being aware of what you're thinking about. Now I'm 100% on board with that, because I believe your mind is very, very powerful. God gave you a computer that they'll never match. Right, All that goes on in here is what relates to what's going on inside of you. Now I don't think God is mad at your head. I don't know, I grew up in a church where it's like, if you thought anything different that wasn't King James Version Bible, then you, you were of the devil or something. I don't know what it was. But I wanted to let you know God cares about your thoughts. But I don't want to talk about that part. We already know that. If I asked you how to get to a peaceful place, you would tell me how to get there. What I want to talk about is that internal peace. Not about the circumstances on the outside, but about the inter- internal, eternal peace that God brings into our lives. Are you with me on this? Can you, can you take this journey with me? Because I think there's a huge difference. Let me give you an example. Have you, any of you ever been in a submarine? Me neither. Well, except at Disneyland. I don't know if that counts. It counts. It counts? I was, I was in uh, Hawaii. They have an old... Michael, was that a Russian submarine we went in? It was tiny. Do you remember when we went in there? He was like six. I'm asking him, right? Okay. but here's the thing with the submarine. They have to pressurize the inside of that submarine to withstand the external pressure from going deep in the ocean. If that pressurization isn't on the inside, it would just crunch like an aluminum can. Here's what God tells us, greater is He, who's He, God, in us than He, Who's that, people on the outside, external, whatever's going on on the outside of your life. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have to be pressurized from the inside out. So how does that happen? Do, do, I, do I work up to this? Do I do something? Well, Jesus, was speaking to his disciples. Oh, Michael, it went off. Let's hope it's, it's still on. <sighs> Big breaths. Okay, here we go, and it's there. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, um, here we go. Oh, there, and it's moving. All right, see, I should've just left this down. Okay, John chapter 15 and verse five. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. This is at the end of his ministry time, and we, of course, know the story, how it goes, that this time he spends with the disciples and then ends with his crucifixion on a cross. He's about to leave this physical earth. So he's giving instructions. So this is kind of important. It's like when your your grandma calls you in and she knows it's getting close to the end of her life. Now my husband's grandma, Grandma Jo, she thought she was dying for 10 years because she said she was just tired of being here. But she would always tell us that, this is the last year I'm gonna go on vacation. It's the last time I'm gonna, and so every time we're all like, Okay, what's these great words, okay? This is what was going on with them, all right? He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And if you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Here's the thing, apart from Christ, there is no power within myself. All my power, my source, comes from being connected to God. Okay, well that makes a lot of sense. So that means I do all the right things and I say the right words and I go to church, I stand up and sit down and I do all the stuff that I'm supposed to do, right? No, I think it's it's more than that. I don't know how you grew up, I don't know your religious background, if you have any, but I grew up in a place where you had to be a good person because. God may not like you the way you really are. I grew up like um, I wasn't good enough, so therefore I was just faking it until I make it. You know, I was just trying to act like that good Christian person, what I thought that was supposed to be. But I found out (laughs) it's not so much about me as it's me being connected to God. So in John 14, this is still in that whole 14, 15, 16 chapter of John where he's still talking to his disciples. Listen to how he describes it here. John 14, it says, if you love me, keep my commands. Put a pause right there. Let me just say something. Jesus said there was two commands and if you fulfill them, it fulfilled all the law. Do you remember what they are? Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is just like it, that you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. Within these, the whole law is covered. So this is what he's talking about. He's not talking about the 10 Commandments. Because if you do those two things, 10 Commandments is covered. All right, back to what they were saying. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Don't you love that word? forever. Verse 17. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus says, "Okay guys, this is the this is what's going on. These last 3 years has been great hanging out with you, but I've got to do the Father's will and it will be that I give my life for people. But I'm not gonna leave you like orphans. I'm not gonna leave you alone. You don't have to try and work this out by yourself. I'm gonna send to you the spirit of truth. We know him in in other places of scripture as Holy Spirit. He says he will come and he will be an advocate for you. He will be your guide, your teacher, your comforter. And he brings with him peace. I'm gonna keep on reading in John 14, verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is talking about an internal peace. This is not talking about uh, running away to that meadow I described to you, (laughs) escaping all other people. You know, world would be great without people, you know, sometimes. Uh, But it's, it's that internal peace and it's Holy Spirit who brings that to us. Now, a lot of times, I have a common saying of like, yeah, all my peace went to pieces. But when I I stop to think about it, it's usually at those moments that those are the times that I'm trying to hold it together, rather than surrendering to God and, and really connecting to Holy Spirit. Um, this past whew, six months, probably longer, uh, my husband Freddie, many of you know him. Some of them know him. Pastor Freddie, P.F., uh, Fred Fredward, one of his friends called him. Uh, um, he got sick and he was ill probably since last April. We were at our church ministering and, and he literally almost passed out as he was speaking. And uh, it was from that point that things go- started going badly. And then in the end of July, he had uh, COVID. And just the combination of things that were going on, he, was, he fought for a long time. And um, I'm so grateful that the last couple weeks of his life, uh, our family was able to go and, and spend time with him. but through all of that, uh, and when he passed away, there was something inside of me that I, I kept questioning. You know, I, I was like, there was a part of me that was just at so much peace on the inside. I even thought I was like a little crazy. I'm like, shouldn't I be feeling something more right now? And so I was really like I would be checking in. Now don't, don't get me wrong, I was mad, I was crying, I was not sleeping and I was not doing really great physically on the outside but on the inside there was just like steady calm on the inside and um, I think it was even Ashley who said this to me and it just resonated because this is exactly where I went in my head I knew that I knew God is good it's like it was settled so even in this horrendous thing that I don't agree with God's timing. Still, I have my arguments with him. I think it was too soon. I don't think it was right. I don't understand why, but yet God is still good. And Holy Spirit was my companion, and is. So when they were asking the different uh, communicators, which are the fruit of the Spirit. I'm like, I'll speak on peace. It's like I knew that I knew that I had to speak on this because it's, it's not an abstract thing for me. It's real. I've had to rely on it when nothing on the outside makes sense. Holy Spirit, when he comes to indwell, when you invite Holy Spirit into your life, and I know this, this could be, a, there's so much, confusion and, and things that are put out there about Holy Spirit, you hear the words like baptize in the Holy Spirit, surrender to Spirit, and you hear all these things. And, and I got this visual that I think some people might think this way. In Star Wars, if you remember, okay, this is real spiritual, right? Here we, here we go, just yes, follow with me, okay? In Star Wars, when the Jedi dies, or he's killed in some sense, it's like he'll appear at very uh, important places throughout the storyline, and they'll be like this semi-transparent, you know, and they, and they babble riddles that have some type of wisdom in them. And I think sometimes we think like Holy Spirit's like that. You know, like this transparent figure that's gonna give us wisdom and stuff. Well, I don't know what they look like, but the thing is he's inside of you. It's it's not something on the outside that you're waiting to get this wisdom passed down from generations. Holy Spirit does that, but he indwells within you. And sometimes it's as simple as just, you know, we we talk about God the Father, and we're all cool with that. Yeah, we got this idea, you know. Jesus, the Son, we've seen pictures of him, (laughs) paintings, you know, on Snapchat all the time, right? He has kind of blondish hair and blue eyes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not what Jesus looked like, by the way. (laughs) Um, But Holy Spirit is a third part of God. It's not weird, it's not creepy. He's not a stalker like Santa Claus knowing what you did last night and stuff. That's not Holy Spirit. He's the very presence of God and Jesus said, I left him so that you're not gonna be orphans. He is that connecting source that brings us to God. And if you feel like like I don't feel God, then then maybe maybe just ask how can I surrender to Holy Spirit? How how can I get in touch with that? If you call yourself a child of God, Holy Spirit has already come in your life. There's no potion, special words, or anything. It's it's like the indwelling of Holy Spirit. God, just come within me. I can't do this alone. And so when he comes in, he indwells all the things that he says that he does. Did you, did you catch what Jesus said he would do? He says an advocate. Do you know what an advocate is? They stand up for you in court. They will stand between you and the judge to make sure that right things come to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. He will come and he will teach you things that remind you. No. <laughs> You can call it a blonde thing, you can call it an age thing, you can even call it a woman thing, but I just can't remember stuff like I used to do. I've always said that having kids makes you kind of stupid, because my brain cells just, I don't know where they went. I used to be really, really smart, and now if I don't write it down in a couple of spots, because then I have to remember where I wrote it down, then, you know, thank you, God, Holy Spirit, help remind me, and peace I give to you. And it's not like the world gives, which is temporary. It's fleeting. It's what feels good for the moment, which I am not against, by the way. I love me some, my my comfort food? Toasted bread, some butter, some honey. That is some peace right there. This is yummy, I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay. I'm talking too much about too much stuff. All right. Tolerations. Do you know what a toleration is? Something you put up with. I can tell you a toleration right now is my garage. I am tolerating an overfull and very crowded and not well-packed garage. And every time I walk through it, I just feel that like, oh, I should do this. I should really get rid of that. I should take care. It's a toleration. So this is what I, I, I wanted to bring to your attention. What if some of the tolerations that we are holding on to bad thoughts, resentments, vengeance, unforgiveness, what are these things that are taking up spaces within our soul, and that there is no room for Holy Spirit to bring the fruit of peace into our life? My garage has things in it that I should have gotten rid of years ago. but. I've got this one red quilt that one of my students that lived with me for a couple years left in my house. I have no plan on ever using it. I have nothing red in my house. But there's this giant red quilt, but I haven't gotten rid of it because I don't even know why. It's just sitting there in my garage. It's a toleration, but it's taking up space where it shouldn't be. Likewise, when you're holding on to unforgiveness, one, it's toxic to your soul. But two, it's taking up space where God could be inhabiting that area and bringing you the peace you need. Are you holding on to something that happened to you years ago because you feel like you owe them some payback? And God's saying, if you'll release that, I will fill that area with my presence. It's so true, right? It's tolerations. What if we saw peace as something of great value? Something to be protected and treated with honor and respect. Now, how many of you have ever gotten like a brand new TV? I can remember the first time in our home I can remember the first time we got a color TV, but we're not gonna go there. But I can remember the first time we got an actual remote that wasn't connected to the TV. I'm aging myself, I know, right in front of you. You're like, they used to do that? Yes, so I can remember it was my stepdad. He took the remote and he made declaration. Nobody touches the control. This is to be respected in this house. Only I can touch this remote. And he put it up on top of the TV set. What if we treated peace of something of so much value that we don't let anything touch our peace? that we don't let the circumstances of your iPad losing all your notes (laughs) right before you're supposed to speak take away that peace that only God can put there. If only God can put it there, why do we allow circumstances, problems, take it away from us? People say something and we buy into it and we jump on the ride with them, and there we are going on that merry-go-round one more time, being mad and going through this whole conversation and going through the conversation. And you know, they say the definition of an insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome? But yet, okay, okay, truth, truth. I just came from Tennessee with my family. I have two sisters and a brother, and I love them dearly. But there are some conversations that we have that we have had since we were children. And, and there's that opportunity always comes. There's an opportunity. I have a choice to jump on that merry-go-round and go one more time, or I can say, no, my, my peace is just a little too valuable to let it out on this right now. And, and I have seen so much growth in my relationship with my siblings since I have stepped off that merry-go-round. Sorry, I got a picture in my head. I'm just gonna, I'm just, can I be real with y'all? I'm talking about a merry-go-round. And there used to be one on the playground that my sister and I would go to. This is how we played. Okay, we're both gonna spin it as hard as we can and jump on, and the one who falls off first loses. So that's totally what I'm thinking about right now, sorry. Just just saying. All right, honor and respect. When you say when you give something honor, it's not common. Paper plates, do you rewash them? I hope you don't. If you do, I'm sorry, but they're made to throw away. Why? Because they're common. Now, if I pull out my grandma's china, no way are you gonna be throwing that away. It's treated with honor. It doesn't even go in the dishwasher. <laughs> My daughter-in-law is laughing back here because she knows how I am about it. Okay. Um, what if we sought out peace above other things and we learned that there's actually somebody who is the prince of peace? How far would we go to seek out this peace? Um, Okay, a couple minutes. God being the source of life, there are sources that will always call you outside of his life that he offers you. And it is your choice, he has given you free will To choose This whole chapter that we're reading about, the fruit of the spirit, is a contrast between living by our lower nature, they call it the flesh, that's how Paul describes it in Galatians, or living by the spirit, which is our higher self that God has created us to live in freedom in. You can live in bondage to your lower self, to your flesh and to the desires and the immediate satisfaction where he says, or you can have the fruit of the Spirit if you choose to have be grounded and abide in the Holy Spirit and in that vine. But it is your choice. Never did he say, I'm going to take away life from you if you decide to live by the flesh. You just won't have a good time about it you'll be in bondage to it. I love how Pastor Nathan described it, he says, you will serve, you'll be in bondage to something. Whether you choose to serve God in life or choose what will end in corruption, you'll be flung right off that merry-go-round at some point in your life. Yes. But you get that choice. Living in the spirit isn't just a weekly event. See, the thing is, if I only went to my house once a week, would you say I lived there? or am I visiting on Sundays? And sometimes we treat our relationship with God. Holy Spirit is within us and sometimes we ignore him. We resist him all week long. And then we're like, I don't feel any peace. I'm in turmoil all the time. I'm angry every day. Well, if you drive in the traffic, probably, but you know, it's an everyday event. It's an all the time. God doesn't come and leave. It's not a swinging door. He says, I've come to abide in you. It's your recognition, surrender to Holy Spirit, to be in his presence. So it's a daily thing. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation, and distress, and suffering, but be courageous, don't you love that word? Which is to be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. Jesus tells us all these things. I didn't leave you an orphan. I'm sending somebody that's going to come with you and he will abide within you. He'll lead and teach you all these things and he will bring you peace that surpasses your understanding. You won't even comprehend why do I feel this way. But he says, my victory is abiding. It's not going to go away. There's so much that we can have in this peace. But I I bring again to you the choice. You can resist peace. That sounds crazy. But when we stand up in our own pride, puffed up in our own big old intellect and all that I know and I know that I, that's resisting peace. It may not change the outside right away. I'll be honest with you. Having the peace of God is, is uh, like just being filled from the inside. But without it, you're going to be crushed by outside circumstances. If you are waiting on your outside to be okay, to be in that perfect meadow, you may never find peace. But when you find yourself surrendered to God, God, I trust that you are good. That you want what's best for me. Even when I don't understand it. Even if I disagree with it at the moment. Then that peace can fill your soul. I just, I just, I hurt for people and that I see the, the things that go on in people's minds and how they, they try and make things happen in their head and they're trying to make connections and they never feel good enough and they're always just striving and striving. And I, I wanted to bring the message today. You may have to work on the outside. I am not telling anybody you know, that you get to go up to a mountainside and just live in a commune of peace. But I'm saying you can have peace in the middle of the storm under pressure he fills you to capacity as much as you allow him and what I would love to do this morning is if I can pray for you first if I can do that I just want to pray a blessing of peace over everybody if you're online I want to pray a blessing of peace in your home but don't resist Holy Spirit you may feel things come up. Remember, he's the comforter. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the comforter. He has come in and filled the holes that are in my life. There's no amount of therapy and work I could do to fill the spots that have been left in my soul from all I've been through in my life. He'll do the same for you. He doesn't look at you to say, oh, if you're good enough, you deserve this. He goes, I already love you more than you know. You've been created to be this person, this soul of peace, that it would just ooze out of you wherever you go. See, you don't have to be impacted by your circumstances. You can impact your circumstances. You can be the peace as Jesus did in the middle of the storm. Remember, he went to the front of the boat. They thought they were dying. He went up to the front. And he just said, peace, be still. And the very waves obeyed his command. You say, well, yeah, that was Jesus. I got some Jesus in me. So the, whatever I'm going through, I'm going to stand I don't understand it, but I'm just, I'm going to speak to it. God, I'm speaking peace to this. And watch him do what he does. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you right now. Father, I want to pray a blessing and declaration of peace into your people today, Father. There is so much tribulation going on. And at every corner, there is so much fear that we're able to pick up if we want to. But I pray, God, that right now that peace, Holy Spirit, that you would just fill us to capacity with your presence today, Father that, God, that you bring with you the very fruit of your presence and that peace being one of them would just invade every part of us, God. Let our minds be still, Father, as we just sense your presence today. God, I pray over households and homes, people online, Father God. I pray peace into homes where chaos has tried to come in. I declare peace, Father God that life would overtake the darkness that tries to come in. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, God, for you are good, that you are love. And I just would speak right now, Father, if there is anybody questioning the reality of who you are, Father, that Holy Spirit, you would just penetrate into that heart and it would feel something different today in Jesus' name, I thank you. You are faithful. You are true to your word, and you never change your mind about us, God. You are just crazy about your people, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have an awesome, awesome week.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the Humanity Church Podcast. We hope that this was a meaningful experience and we look forward to connecting again next week for another conversation around what it looks like to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope. Again, for more information about Humanity Church, you can visit us online at humanitychurch.com. And if you want to support the ongoing work here at Humanity Church, including this podcast, you can give online in about 10 seconds by texting the word Humanity Church, one word, to 77977. Thanks, and have an amazing week.